Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. Episode of the Ever Black Podcast is brought to you by Death Wish Hot Rods and Customs. Check out their Instagram for all their new t-shirts, caps, beanies, cups, and the all-new Atomic Death lineup. Hey, this is Trevor Sternad from the Black Dolly Murder here, and you're listening to the Ever Black Podcast. Hey, human scum, this is odorous from Guam. Going to battle fear factory. This is George Corps, Commander Fisher. This is Jasmine Delegate. This is Wade from our last enemy. This is Mike Nitz from 2017. He is at Wednesday 13. This is Zinzana. This is Rex from Kill Devil Hill. This is Gary Lee from Sepultura, and you're listening to Ever Black Podcast. Jesco, thanks for joining us on the show, brother. It's uh, awesome to finally talk to you again i met you briefly many years ago when you're out here for uh Soundwave. oh nice yeah 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 yep yep and that was uh man that was a good time that was a good time but yeah. uh of course a new light the torch album you will be the death of me dropped on june 25th and uh it really slaps as the kids say these days is that what the kids say anyway it's really fucking good let's put it that way thank you appreciate it appreciate it <laughs> Well, man, the response has been insane for it. I mean, yeah, it's, been- it's actually been like great. I mean, it's it makes us feel so much better about the whole situation. Like, you can't imagine. Like, we had a the record was basically done last year, mm. right before the pandemic. That's when we were done, and so we had so many things planned for the year with the with tours and the album coming out in the summer last year, and then all of a sudden, like you know, everything fell apart. So we had to just sit and wait on this record. And and it's a record we really feel, I mean, we're so excited. It's like, it's, mm. I don't know, just, I, I think us, like just from this, what, once we were done studios, like we really thought we had something, we have done something special, at least for us. It's one of the, I, I said it, you know, to me, it's like, even before it came out, I was like, no matter how it goes, it is one of the, th- the things I'll be the most proud of in my life. You know, it's like this record really means a lot in terms of like the time writing it. And also like the, the, the time of life we had to go through like before, like the, the couple of years that I had uh, before writing. And it's like so many things have happened. So to me, when I think of this record, I it's, is this part of life just all combined? So it's like a very powerful thing for me. See, it's it's crazy. I was thinking about that the other day. There's certain albums that I can put on that are just time stamps. You know that I can literally feel like I'm being taken back to that point in time. And it sounds like this album's going to be that for you. I mean, when you yeah. play the songs live and stuff, you know, it sounds like you know. Was it hard sitting on the album for that for that long? Yeah, super hard. I mean, just because as soon as we were done, we left. We had like a few days off, and then we we went on a tour, and that was a tour with Killswitch, the one tour that since we started doing things together, you know, like people been talking like, "Are you ever gonna tour with Killswitch?" 
finally the tour was happening. And then two days after the tour started, we had to cancel and fly home. So that was already like a huge bummer. And, uh, and on top of that, just like not knowing what, what was going to happen at first it was like, okay, maybe we'll postpone the record a few months and then, Oh shit, this is uh, some serious mm-hmm. pandemic. Like, I don't think we can release it this year. And then we'll release the beginning of the year. And then this year is like, well, you know what? Let's wait a little longer. Let's wait a little longer. And then, you know, when it starts saying like, all well, the, you know, the, with the vaccinations and then and start being hopeful that things would just be back somewhat like normal, you know, with tours and stuff. That's when, you know, with the label and everybody we thought, okay, let's release the record in the I beginning mean, of the summer, you know, or yeah. I had mates that had literally flown over there to play. And they played yeah. one show and had to get on a plane and fly all the way back to Australia. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Like evacuated, which is, it's just, it, I hear it a lot <laughs> and I feel so, I, I really feel for you guys, you know, that it, it's, yeah. it's everything, you know, but hopefully soon it's going to be happening again. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, some of these tracks are going to sound massive live. Like, uh, what is it? Um, what's that track? Uh, uh, let me fall apart with that big gang chorus, you know, yeah. or the big, you know, the, the mate, it sounds like you wrote that stuff for like a, a big arena. Did you have that in mind when you were doing it? Oh yeah. Especially like, I think like over the past few years, you know, just like the more you start touring with certain bands and the more you start kind of seeing like how certain music works live. Yeah. And, uh, and I guess like, Years and years ago, I would just write music, not really thinking of, you know, it would be like, oh, this song is fast, so it would work live. But it's not just that. There's certain elements that really, like, you know, they're going to sound right when you're, like, playing in front of a big crowd. And um, and we got to experience a lot of with the with the previous record after we released it, and we went on some tours where we had, like, a bunch of festivals. And, uh, and then see how much, like, those songs how well they you know they work live and uh yeah so it's definitely the desire of having more of that mate yeah mate you're gonna love it it's gonna be i can't wait to see you guys get out there again you know you really deserve it with this record hey it's just yeah it kills and like all the synthy stuff too like it's got a little bit more you know uh synth yeah it's definitely something that i'm like i've been listening to over the past few years a lot of electronic music and uh and I'm a, a big fan of like soundtracks and, you know, it's just, so I kind of like the fact also we don't have two guitar players in the band. I kind of like, you know what, let's add a bunch of layers and things. And like, and what's crazy actually, if you were to mute everything but the synthesizers, they sound like a song on their own. It, there's so much stuff, you know, and it's like, it's obviously done subtly sometimes, but yeah, there's like a, and I have so much fun working. There's songs that I, I start writing those parts before I even put a, like, a, I record a riff or anything. Oh, no way. Yeah, it kind of starts from, like, a texture kind yeah, of yeah. A aspect, and then I develop from there. Do you, do you see that being uh, the way the, the writing for you in the future? Uh, some. I mean, honestly, like, most of the writing that I've been doing for the past, you know, few years and like with the, the last two records it kind of like i'd usually collect a bunch of ideas over the the months like first of all like i always take a, a long break after 
being done with the record. And, uh, and I, I usually during that break, I listen to a lot of music and I listen to a lot of new music or anything that is older that is still like maybe at that time specifically speaks to me. And I try to kind of like have this vocabulary of like all this stuff happening in my head and kind of like digest it. And then when I start writing, I kind of stop listening to music and I kind of see what, you know, things happening. But during the time, the, the time before I start actual writing, I just like hum on my phone, just like ideas, grooves, melodies and things like that. So right now I have like, hundreds of clips recorded on my phone and um yeah for somebody like for people who know me like sometimes i'm like okay i gotta leave the room for a second and they go <laughs> to the bathroom just like common ideas like i don't want to do it in front of people but, <laughs> but i know I, I do that so often and then, and then sometimes it's just a group sometimes it's like a melody or anything yeah and that makes it so much easier to actually write sit down and write a song because i kind of like okay, that's the verse, that's the chorus. I already have it. I just got to put it, you know, I got to record it. But it's kind of like helps. And uh, and I also like to have, so all these clips are dated. So you you know when you kind of wrote the song. Yeah, yeah. And then even though I'm like, I'm putting it together now, but those parts came out from, I don't know, maybe I was like traveling here, traveling there or something like. And I also like to have, so I think that way songs end up kind of having their own, uh, their own sound in a way. Absolutely. Cause I mean, there's some guys out there that will do the opposite. They'll like, I won't listen to anything. You know what I mean? Like they, they completely yeah. shut everything else out so they can just, uh, I don't know how those dudes. Yeah. Do it, no, but. I, so I do that when I actually like, for example, when, when we're in the studio, I don't listen to anything. Yeah. I don't want to listen to any anything else because if I listen to something good, it's like, oh man, I wish we had something <laughs> like that. And then I start want to change things. It's like, no, it's not a good idea. <laughs> the never-ending um, cycle. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, before I think it's like it's good to and it doesn't need necessarily need to be like new material, yeah. but like in between when I'm waiting to to start writing again, I kind of I don't know, it's just like you know, you listen to a lot of things and try to get inspired by things that they will like, uh, you know, there's so much good music around. It's like, you can, even if, even if people stop writing music today and then, you know, there's like so much from like the past that you can just be listening to for the rest of your life. But yeah. Well, I mean, in saying that, I mean, you, you did a cover of uh sign your name on here as well to close out the right, man. That's, I, I don't care who you are. Like you could be the hardest metal dude and still love that song and hum along to it when it's on the radio. But yeah. I haven't heard it done in the way you guys have done it, which is awesome. And I think, Thank you. you know what I mean? Like, when are you planning on playing it live? I, we actually like, so when we, like the way it happened, it was kind of like by accident. We were, uh, we were like working, like, we're doing like pre-production and then, uh, Howard was staying over at my place and we got to listen to that song. It was like, it was making food. Like it was a eighties com compilation on the Spotify. And uh, literally I just being fresh from the studio. So you, you like in your head, you have all the, all your music. And as soon as that song pl started playing, 
it sounded like already rearranged in with Howard's vocals. I, I was like, I started right away hearing it. It's like, and I told Howard right away, like, dude, we need to do this song. And then he told me, like, I love the song, but I mean, really? This song? It's like, well, let's give it a shot. And uh, yeah, and, and I'm, I was super happy with the, the way it turned out. And, uh, and so after we played it, you know, showed it to management, showed it to the label, and now everybody's like, well, we're going to have to do something with this song. It's like, and, <laughs> And I think like we're probably gonna have to play live because I mean I think it'll be a lot of fun to play live too. I think so, and and, uh, and it's something that everyone knows as well, you know. Yeah, exactly. To yeah. me, you know what? It's it's still one of those songs that when I was a kid, and it, that song's like out of all that genre, all those years, always had this different flavor. There's something about the, the melodies. There's something about, and honestly, when I was like rearranging the song, and I was like figuring out the structure of like chords and things like that and how to rearrange. I realized it's one of those songs that's like super clever. You know, it's like sometimes like, there's like some songs by the Beatles that sound like any kind of like pop, whatever. But you, yep. if you like, analyze it, you're like, holy crap, this is very clever. These people really did something interesting harmonically and this and that. And with that song, Sign Your Name, definitely is the case. you like, wow, he really was doing something cool and uh yeah yeah i i I think with with a lot of especially i i guess with the pop stuff of that time you know it was really some of those dudes really put a lot into it you know and i'm not bagging what's going on now but i I don't feel that you know i think some of them rely too much on on bleeps and electronic stuff to sort of you know loops you know yeah but uh you know, hey, and you, and you knew drummer Alex, mate. Alex Rudner, man. Sorry, <clears throat> give me a sec. Very early here. I've got my morning voice. But um, yeah. yeah, man, you've got Alex behind the kit. And uh, dude, he is such a beast. Oh, like, he is. White, with Whitechapel, it's mate. Like, uh, how's it working with him? Did he record the album as well? Yeah, yeah, he recorded the album. So he's not like I don't know. I mean, we haven't. There's no statements. There's no things. But as you might know, he's the he's Whitechapel's drummer, right? Yes. And so I would see him being Whitechapel's drummer in the future. So unfortunately, he's taken. But why not use a talent of that level to do record? You know. And so that was like the whole point. Is like he actually, I was talking to him like for the past couple of years, even before like. Uh, before the pandemic, like uh, to see if he was available for, for playing live, right? Because I've been a fan of his playing for a long time. Mm. And then uh, obviously he was always on tour doing things. He's like a super busy guy. But thank God he was uh, available when we were in need of a drummer for, for the studio. And uh, everybody, like even the producers, they were like stoked. And then when he started, like basically because like, I program the drums, right, when I'm, when I'm writing all the music. But it's done to be there. I, I, I'm not trying to be, like, drummer, play whatever I, like, especially drum fills and stuff like that. Yeah, they're yeah. just there temporarily, right? But the grooves, they're part of the song. To me, it's part of the arrangement. So you don't really, I don't want to change the grooves after because they will change the song. So, but the thing is, like, a guy like Alex, he's, he's so good at understanding what the song 
you know, because like he, first of all, he would like show a few different versions of like same groove, right? That that was like originally, but like kind of like, okay, I could do this. I could do a little more. I could do that. Is this too much? Is this like bringing it? And he's got literally zero ego. So it's not like, well, I work real hard to, to create this part. It's like, oh, you guys don't want it. That's and, cool. <laughs> um, and so it was just like, so easy to work with him. And, and honestly, the, the musicality that's like in, in his playing, it's phenomenal. I, I'm just like, I'm so happy we got him to play it on the record. And nice. uh, yeah, and we also used him for the, we had him when we did the live streaming. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we got to, we had to, you know, got to rehearse and then uh, play. And yeah, he's, he's so good, man. He's so good. And uh, the artwork is amazing. Whoever did the artwork uh, did a really good job. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, I was so impressed when I found out like, and not only that, you did the latest Fear Factory cover as well, which mm. is awesome. Like, mate, you. you you are unreal at what you do. You're a man of many talents. Oh, thank I you. I mean, and uh, also heard that you did something with the Jim Henson Company. Yeah. At some point. Yeah, yeah. That was like a, a, a year and a half ago. Um, uh, worked on a design for, uh, as a concept artist for a TV show, a new TV show. They're, they were supposed to, I mean, production was supposed to start last year and obviously pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Did all but if things go like planned, there should be, a, we should have a TV show where I design a vehicle for the show, Dude. Which, be, which is, which is sick. Yeah. It's like really cool. Nice. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm, I, cause I love like just cars. First of all, I love yeah, yeah. cars. I really love cars. And then anything like vehicles and like concept art and anything like, you know, it's always been like, always loved that. You know, my favorite movie is Blade Runner. And it's like right away when I first time I watched that movie, I was already like, wait, who designed those vehicles? Who did this? Yeah. Who did this? I always like found that part very interesting. And, uh, you know, the I don't know, it's like probably at this point, five, six years ago, when music was starting to be become very like a job mm. and less of a, oh, this is fun. It's more like, oh, stressful lawsuits and bullshit and fire people people doing this it's like it started being like you know what i need a hobby where it's just yeah. i'm doing it for myself and you know and it's just fun and so i started like really kind of digging deep with the you know just learning software studying books about art and all that and uh yeah it's now it became kind of a job like because i mean last year with the pandemic and this year i've been very busy with that stuff. Now that I started doing like animation and, and things like that, I get, you know, asked to do stuff and album covers and, and things like that. So it's awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm, and the fact that not being my, my number one job basically, which is music, I basically, if I want to take a break from music, I'm just going to do that, you know? So it's kind of like, even, even recently I was working for this company from the UK and it was basically, helping them mod vehicles, cars. So they were like, give me like, this is the car, the way it looks like when you buy it, just make it crazy. And then you just, and you do that. It's, it's, it's literally like so much fun. 
Oh, dude, you're living the dream, dude. That's awesome, mate. Yeah, I'm, I'm well, I mean, you know, it's like uh, I'm also kind of weird because for some people, I, I don't know. To me, like for example, studying software and just spending time in front of a computer and like trying to figure it out, the software itself, it's almost like a game in its own. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like trying to figure it out is like kind of like I get some kind of adrenaline from figuring out a software. So it's like that kind of helps because most of the time you hear people like, oh, I don't want to really deal with that. So it's kind of hard to learn how to do these things if you don't want to learn a bunch of software. That's it. That's it. But uh, of course, I mean, I don't know how much time we got left, dude, but uh, touring, hopefully we'll see you guys in Australia at some point. Has that been talked about? For us, for the three of us, it's always like anytime it's like, are we going to Australia this time? Are we going to Australia? We all love coming to Australia. It's, it's, it's always super fun. So it's like, that's, that's one of the overseas tours that we absolutely want to make happen. And um, yeah, and, and, and in general, it's like, we're hoping to be back, like uh, doing something in the fall. Awesome. You know, as of right now, we have uh, some festivals uh, booked for September and our open doors. So those should be pretty manageable. And we're working on, uh, on a tour. We, have, we haven't announced anything yet. And hopefully, if this happens, it's going to be a great tour. And uh, fingers crossed. Hopefully, you know, people keep getting vaccinated and being smart. And, and that's it. That's it, man. That's it. Well, uh, dude, it's been awesome hanging out on the show with you today. Uh, the new Light the Torch album, You Will Be the Death of Me, is out now everywhere. We'll have the links all down here in the comments. Uh, you take care of yourself, brother, and uh, we'll see you soon. We'll keep the beers cold for you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank have you, a great man. Rest of the day. You too. Take care. Bye. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 